I don't know if you guys have tried this yet or not, but I recommend it. It's a lot of fun and it's very interesting. Something called 8D music. Now, it's not actually eight-dimensional music, I don't think. Although, who knows, you know? <laughs> but it, it revolves around something called spatial audio, which was designed by video game players. Well, not players, but video game makers to give some people an advantage in video games. So when you're playing Call of Duty, which is like a shooting game, an army shooting game, right? If you have these special headphones on, you can hear footsteps behind you of the uh, uh, opposing players. And if you're listening on the TV, you can also hear them, but you just they're coming from the TV. When you have these headphones on, they're coming from where the player is. So if the player is behind you to the left, you, want, you know, like at 7 o'clock, you would be able to point to that area just by using these headphones. So the spatial audio revolves around that principle and it puts you into like an experience almost, you know? I was sitting on the bus and this thing was, he was shaking a water bottle and it's like, you know, moving it around your head. And then all of a sudden it was interrupted by a loud knock at the door to, to the behind me, like to like 4, 4.30, you know, at the clock. But I'm on the bus. So I whipped around like, oh my God, who's knocking on my door? Wait, I'm on the bus. It freaked me out. Like they really got me, you know? And it's all about misdirection and uh, just uh, the lead in to something before the Kansas City shuffle happens and you get the switch. So once you're already hooked, the magician knows that, you know, he's going to complete the trick successfully. Right? So that being said, I work for this place that serves a lot of people food. It's a very, very lucrative place, an establishment that makes whoever owns it a lot of money. And this message is actually for him. Okay, now his whole thing is adapt, survive. You know, he's a fierce businessman. I don't know how he got his money, but I'm pretty sure he didn't start from nothing. Maybe he did. Even more kudos to him. But the people that he has running this company, I don't think are doing it to the best of their capacity and to the best of the company's capacity. Now, this person who is a multi-billionaire could absolutely be bought, be, could absolutely have bought this company just to crash it so his other companies do better possible, which is why he hired the people to squeeze as much as they can out of it by lowering the standards of the product and staffing and all this stuff. So to like trim it down without, you know, it doesn't matter about compromising the happiness of the guests. And then we'll sell it off for more than we bought it because the stock have gone up, but we've been making more money off of it on the side. And by the time the competitor or the next person buys it, it's going to be tanking already because the guests have already tried this shitty product and so it goes. You win. Okay, maybe. But maybe he wants to keep this company. Maybe he likes it. Maybe that's why he bought it. Because he's been buying up a lot of shit and you know, he wants to own as much as he can. In which case, a team of 50, 60, and I think maybe like two 40-year-old dudes, one chick that's running all of this, are not the right team for this. Now listen, I have nothing against them. They're following things in the old school way. They're looking at a screen and seeing red numbers and black numbers. And that's it. We are numbers to them. And that's not how shit should be run these days because the generation that is working and going to these restaurants are not the same generation that is running these restaurants, which is not the right thing to be doing. The right thing to be doing is to have the same generation of operators that the patrons are. Again, nothing against these guys, but they can't adapt to this because they, don't, they never grew up with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm technically a millennial, but I'd like to consider myself as part of Generation X. Like... I had a beeper. You know what I mean? I remember what the squelch sounded like from the online when you sleep. 
you've got mail, that bullshit. You know what I mean? I was there. But these guys were already past that. They were old. Yeah, they know how to use their phones. But they're more worried about sports betting than they are what the stats of the restaurant are, you know? Like, social engineering is a thing now. It was, it was back in the day, but they didn't have a name for it. I guess they did. It was called confidence man. <laughs> a con man was a person who used social engineering to get what he wanted. Now, companies use social engineering to understand how people operate and understand how to make them happy. Because happy workers will stay even if you're not paying them. Angry workers will steal from you even if they're making money. You know what I mean? I should write a book probably about this, but Simon Sinek already beat me to it. You know what I mean? So what I do is this is my message to you. I know I've already taken up like millions of dollars of your time. (laughs) But like to give me and a crew that I choose the company for a month and tell all these old ass motherfuckers to go to Miami for a little while. Just chill out. Give them your boat for Christ's sake. Let them have fun. So they don't feel like, you know, insulted. And what will happen is this. The crew and myself will run the company for a month. And you won't see a difference. It'll be the same. The difference will happen is after the month is over. When the old guys come back, everything will be a little bit different. And it's not like the sales are going to improve immediately. Because the compound effect takes a little bit of a while to happen. But what's going to happen is the people who work for the restaurants, the people who work in the atmosphere that we're in are going to completely have changed and they're going to ask where we are. Like, where were those guys that came last time? What happened to them? And you're going to say, no, you know, they were just, we we're just trying them out. And I, not 99, not 90%, 100% of them would be like, you should bring them back. Because what I plan to do, if I had this, I'll just give you one of my scenarios. So you guys do secret shoppers, you guys send food consultants for health inspection reports. Why not send one guy to do both? So if I was the COO of the company, and everybody announced me as the COO, I was on a Zoom call with everyone, everyone saw my face, all the operators know who exactly what I look like because they were on the Zoom call. The very next day, I would go into a random restaurant that we own as a patron, dressed in the opposite of the dress code. So for us, there's no ripped jeans, no flip-flops, something like a, you know, like a dick. I would walk in this bitch looking like a dick. On purpose, and then what I would do, my goal would be to schmooze the go the, the the hostess into letting me sit at the bar and order a burger that I'm going to eat half of, and then I'm going to skip out of my check. Yeah, literally. And then if they call the cops, if they catch me, which I really, really, really highly doubt because I know how to do these things, <laughs> I would call them later, or the corporate will call them after and ask them about the incident because they would have to report it, right? And then after that, I would come back. So it would be kind of like, like restaurant hunters, but I wouldn't be a douchebag about it. I would come by and say, this is what you guys did wrong. This is what you got to do. This is what Social engineering is a very useful tool these days about figuring out how the people work. Sociology, really, or I guess sociological science, people science, you know? You could do fake phone calls. You could do fake meetups. Why, why would I do all this? Why go through the motions? Why then just tell them I'm the COO, the new COO? Because an impression like that, a stunt like that, stays in a person's mind, or all the people who were involved in it, it stays in their minds for a little bit more than a day. I dare to say that it stays in their minds for years. They'll never forget that. And once I've done that to every single location, I would revisit them, and I would visit them in a nice way. I would never tell them when I'm coming. I would never tell them who I am, where I am. I would walk in, I would get a 
the order at the bar and wait till somebody recognizes me. The first time they will know me, they won't because I'll skip skip out on the check. But every time after that, I guarantee you that somebody in the restaurant will be like, that's the CEO, or that's the COO. He's the one that came, and then they would come out, the, the, the GM would come out probably and like, greet me all nicely, and I'd be like, sit the fuck down. And I'd make the GM sit down, and the dinner that I have ordered, it would be for him. I would feed him, I would ask him his name, and I, you know, I would talk to everybody in the, in the company like that. That's what I'm saying, I need a month, because it'll take me about a month to do it to all the locations, if I did it day after day. You don't even have to increase my pay, or the pay of my crew, which all of them already work for you. But I guarantee you that not only is this different than what the guys do now, the guys that are now, if you gave them the idea that I'm telling you, would never be able to do it as well as we will because they're not from that generation. It's 2023. If you're going to tank the company and Gordon Gecko it, then I'm, I'm nobody. But if you want to keep it, and more importantly, if you want to see it grow, do something that no one else is doing. Don't adapt. Invent and make the other ones adapt to what you're doing. How's that for an idea? Somebody get this to him. If you can. 1734.